Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening with a 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, the limited edition, Vic Muscat. Each week, I always find talent that I believe will be stars when my kids are old enough to watch wrestling, which, believe it or not, my kids, even being two years old, 10-month-old right now, don't watch with me. Not yet, anyways. My son exited, but anyways. And t- this team right now is a team I believe will be one of these teams that you, my kids, going to see and enjoy when they are older. We have Telsa Starseeker. Is that correct? Police Starseeker. Starseeker and Kanar Hart. Am I right with that? If you not say, if you say no, I'm going to throw the hat. You're going to have to throw the hat. <laughs> it's now okay. Now I got the ball spot showing, and now I'm even more embarrassed. I apologize okay. about that. Usually Japanese names I suck with. So I don't understand. That. But anyways, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you. So how long have you two been in the professional wrestling business? Um, I have been training since February of 2020, um, and then I actually sustained a knee injury and had to take six months off um, and did not come back until January of 2021, so that's pretty much, I've been training ever since then, though. And you? Um, I've been training since last November. Um, I also had an injury. It was my second, uh, my second training session. I broke my ankle. No, it was my heel. Sorry. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I broke my um, heel and couldn't wrestle for six weeks. Couldn't train at least for six weeks. Um, and ever since then, I started taking shows this year in July. So uh, I've been training since last November. If you girls could describe yourselves using one word, what word would that be? Like us personally? Or whatever, when you like think of yourself, the first thing you think of is badass. I was going to say bubbly. (laughs) Yeah, she's bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. What are your earliest memories as a fan in professional wrestling? You probably have way more than I do. Oh, my earliest memory? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I remember, um, this is going to age me a little bit, um, turning on the television and seeing this larger-than-life muscular man running down the entrance to the ring, shaking their ribs. It was an ultimate warrior, and he was just so colorful and just hyper and full of energy and I was like wow that is amazing he was my first favorite wrestler um and I will never forget that just being in awe of just him sprinting to the ring and then shaking the ropes and running around and just trying to get the crowd behind him it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life so that's kind of what got me hooked on wrestling and then 
you know, when the undertaker came in, he actually scared me half to death. I was very, very terrified of the undertaker when I was little. Um, but I thought just the whole theatrical piece to wrestling, um, and just the characters were so interesting and so different, um, that I just have loved it, um, pretty much my entire life after seeing the ultimate warrior. I was probably about, um, gosh, seven, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a wee, a wee lass. <laughs> what about for you? Um, earliest memory would be when I was a kid. Um, I was never really into wrestling ever. Um, but when I would spend the night at my cousin's house though, a lot, and they were really into it. First memory really that I had of it is, um, the boogeyman. I saw his <laughs> entrance. Um, uh, I remember Umaga. Those were my, those were the two ones that I was like, wow, that is so cool. Um, and like me and my cousins, we would go out on the trampoline and we would wrestle each other, <laughs> wrestle each other. Um, and then uh, we would always try to like pin each other and make our shoulders stay down. So that way, um, you know, we would count to three and uh, see who would actually win. But yeah, that's my earliest memory is the Boogeyman and Umaga. So tell us about your first match as a professional wrestler. Gosh, well, honestly, my first match was a, a Royal Rumble, um, and it was filmed with no audience um, because it was still during the pandemic, um, but it was, we got told about two weeks in advance we were going to be in it, and at that point, we had only been training for a few months, um, so it was nerve wracking. I knew about three moves, <laughs> um, but, you know, we were told it was just going to be a lot of strikes and, you know, kicks and things like that. And we had to, you know, obviously learn how to go over the top rope and all that good stuff. Um, but I will never for as long as I live, forget it. Um, because the first ever move that I did in an actual match um, against another person was to my at the time best friend, um, who's now my boyfriend. Um, I, I speared him like as soon as I made my entrance. Um, that's the very first move I got to do was a spear to him. And that's one of my favorite memories, honestly. I love that story. So <laughs> I always love to hear it. Um, my first match was, it was at a 4-H camp and what was it? Uh, Bluefield or was it Princeton, West Virginia? I think Princeton. It was in Princeton, West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, it was last minute. I actually called off of work, um, not for the show. I just called off. So um, I had the day for whatever. And the promoter told my boyfriend that I could be booked on a show that day. So we went there. Um, we actually rode with Talise, um, <laughs> and it was, it was amazing. It was everything that I dreamt it would be. It was, um, I was a heel, um, don't know if I'm allowed to use terms on here. I was the bad guy. <laughs> um, it's called killing the business. Okay. Asshole, whatever you want to say. He might as well live the gimmick, brother. <laughs> I guess. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was surreal. And the fact that I got to do it with, you know, not only, not only my boyfriend, but my best friend in life is, it, it's just amazing to look back on. And I'm glad that I got to experience that with him. So what are some of the resources you use to propel your career? Gosh. Like. If you go to someone talk to them or you read books or look up something online or. Oh, I just watch a bunch of wrestling matches with my boyfriend mm -hmm. and he'll sit there and he'll pick them apart with me. And, um, you know, we'll go over psychology and we'll go over different moves. Sometimes he has me get up off the couch and I try something with him. Um, <clears throat> So that's, that's how I try to elevate myself. And, you know, we, we're still training too. So we go to, we go to training on Sundays and um, we learn a lot from our trainer, Rocky, uh, Rocky Rage is his gimmick name, but his uh, shoot name is uh, Rocky Harden. And also going to shows and they, they really encourage, you know, people who are newer in the business to carpool with people who have been in the business for a lot longer and just talk and have conversations, talk about ring psychology, talk about moves, talk about just character work, work in the crowd, all sorts of things. Because, you know, these people who've been in the business for 10 plus years have a, a lot of knowledge that they like to um, impart on the younger people, which is really, really nice. And especially in this community in the area of there are just so many people who are willing to give us their advice, watch our matches, give us feedback. We even have one person who's been in the business about 20 years um, who will watch our matches and give us feedback and advice in a time-stamped format um, and just talk to us about anything we might have questions with. So it's really wonderful um, that we have so many people at our disposal who are just like, you know what, if you need advice, want advice, want feedback, whatever, um, just message me or come to me at a show or ride with me um so it's been really really wonderful experience like one big happy family right oh yes. absolutely 100 percent. absolutely yeah that's what i love about professional wrestling i mean, just one big happy family even if one of their own sick or hurt or whatever they gather together they get other people to help out and it's just beautiful i just love professional wrestling yeah. And that's yeah. actually something someone made a point of yesterday. They'd been gone from training for a while. And then their first day back was yesterday. And they, we have these, you know, training group chat um, on Facebook and they message saying, you know, when I feel like we are such a family and when one of us fails, we all fail when we're succeeding, we're all succeeding. And I really think that's a beautiful thing for him to have been gone so long, came back for one training session and felt so welcome and comfortable to just you know, go through the day, learn new things, and then have that support, that support from yeah. other people and have that experience that he felt like he was part of a family yesterday. Which he is. You know, everybody that we know, um, they're just beautiful people. And we, we love them all to death. How has your life been different when you, when you started professional wrestling? My life has gotten so much better. I can't even explain it to you. Oh, I really goodness. can't. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, if it weren't for wrestling, oh my goodness. Um, I don't even really want to think about where I would be in life right now if it wasn't for 
just being a fan first and foremost of wrestling and having shows to watch and um, podcasts and YouTube channels that are wrestling focused. But then on the other side of it, now training, being part of this amazing wrestling family and actually getting to go out and fulfill a lifelong dream with people that I absolutely adore. Um, it, it's the most incredible thing. Yeah, it really is. I, I really can't, can't put it into words. Plus, you know, it's how I met my boyfriend. Um, and it, nothing really else needs to be said about that. I don't <laughs> guess like, it's just wonderful. Um, for me, um, it is a lot different. I actually just told my boyfriend this today. Um, it's a small story. Uh, when I was in high school, I, um, would do the talent show every year and I would sing and, uh, every year without fail, I would get sick and I couldn't sing because my voice was gone. And I told Keith, who's my boyfriend, I uh, told him that I felt like that was the world telling me that that's not what I was meant to do. And I said, and so far with wrestling, I said, it has been phenomenal every step of the way. Um, nothing has gotten in my way. Um, and, you know, my main goal for this is, you know, I have a lot of goals, but I do want to succeed at it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's changed my life in the very best possible way. So, you know, the fact that I'm just even able to do it, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to even Absolutely. do it at all. Has there ever been a time that either one of you is like, I can't do this. This is too hard for me. I'm in over my head. You just went in the quit. Honestly, for me, when I was injured and out for six months, that's when a lot of the people I was training with were starting to get opportunities. You know, things were starting to open back up um, toward the end of 2020. And I just got into a really not great place mentally. Um, and I thought about not coming back because it was just weighing so heavily on me. Like I was like, everyone is, everyone I was training with was passing me by and they were getting all these amazing opportunities, which I was super happy for them. But at the same time, I was like, man, this, it really sucks that I can't be out there doing this with them. And I'm going to have to start completely over when I come back after all this progress I've made. Um, so at that point in time, that's really been the only time I've thought about giving it up. Um, and then after I came back in January, it's just been full throttle since then. And it's been wonderful. So I'm glad that I didn't. And I had, um, you know, a very supportive person. Um, I've already mentioned him a hundred times, but, um, you know, talked to me and he was like, you know, if you don't want to come back to the wrestling side of it, you know, there are always so many other things within the business you can do. Like you could ref, you could work sound, you could, you know, manage valet, whatever, like you could do all of these things. Um, you don't necessarily have to wrestle to be in the business. Um, so that was a really important conversation that we had. And I was like, you know what, I don't want to give up on wrestling. I'm, I'm going to, you know, once I get cleared medically, I'm definitely going to come back. So it was a very um, helpful conversation that I had. And I'm proud of her for it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so what is the most important lesson you've learned during your career? Oh, man. Oh, so many. So many. 
Um, don't go ahead. Don't go too fast. Um, enjoy it. Take us, take a moment, smell the roses. Um, and as you go on, you're going to learn more and you're going to get better. Um, so, you know, that's something I have to tell myself every day, but, um, yeah, that's, that's the most important thing for me, at least. I think the most important thing I've learned is to treat everyone in the locker room with respect and kindness, um, because we're all out here busting our butts, um, in our own ways to achieve kind of the same dream. And we need to be there for one another and support everyone's successes. And like, there's, it's kind of a, a weird thing, but there's always this room for people to get jealous and people to like be super negative. Other people are getting opportunities that you, like you might have earned um, or deserve um, or be entitled to. But the easiest thing for me is to just support everybody and treat everyone with kindness because, you know, at the end of the day, we are family and we need to be there being each other because if someone does succeed, that's going to reflect on all of us because they're going to be representing uh, people that we work for promotions, for schools we've been trained at. Um, so that and those sorts of attitudes in the locker room, if they are sour, uh, news travels fast. Um, I actually went to, um, I've actually heard stories of people from several states over who have heard stories about other people in locker rooms not being all that professional and great. Um, and it really hurts your reputation a lot quicker, um, a lot more intensely than you might imagine. So that's been the number one thing I've learned is to just be respectful and kind to everyone that you meet in the, in this business. And that includes fans. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. What's the number one thing you read on Facebook or Twitter that a fan will post that makes your blood boil? Like, you know, that's a mess. You like to debunk right now. <laughs> the wrestling's fake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate that. It's amazing to me how many pe how few people know what a wrestling ring actually looks like underneath the canvas. Um, there was actually somebody at a show that we did in Wayne County who had never seen a ring put together. Like he was just floored that we take bumps on those boards and then right underneath that are the beams and you have this really thin padding. Um, he was really just kind of blown away. And I think that's <laughs> something that does kind of boil my blood a little bit or that I saw something posted the other day that because newer, like people in current wrestling aren't willing to do things like get thrown off hell in a cell like Mick Foley did, that we're not as good as old school wrestling. That really irritates me um, because we still do things that are very dangerous. Oh, yeah. um, we both sustained injuries from very, very, what you would think simple things. Yeah. Um, mine was an arm drag. Mine was a uh, drop down. A drop down, yeah. So it's a very scary business. I mean, we really do not to sound dramatic but we do kind of put our lives on the line yeah. um for these people and for fans to say stuff like that is just i don't know 
it irritates me a little bit, but I still love them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that um, now I'm about to like think myself, show her my age. Mm -hmm. I think Cactus uh, Mick Foley, when he was Cactus Jack in Japan, he did all sorts of Japanese death matches. Mm -hmm. That I think one one there's one match part of his ear got ripped off in. So for, oh, for wow. him, for him getting tossed off a hell in a cell like that is mm -hmm. yeah, it hurt, but he's superhuman. I mean, he's done all sorts right. of. It's like he's a different kind, different species. He's not Absolutely. human. Absolutely. Yes. He's not human. So <laughs> like that. Right. And there's actually, there's absolutely a place for that in wrestling. I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff. Cause I don't like blood and, you know, to see people, you know, catapulted off the tops of, of things that are very, very high landing on an unstable. It scares me a lot. The mom in me comes out and I get really nervous for these people. Um, so, but there is absolutely a place for that. And it's wonderful that people get to express themselves in that way. I think. I think so too. Absolutely. I couldn't do it. Not that much. I'm, I, I could probably do it. I'd probably do it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like what. Depends how many zeros are after the figure they're willing to pay you, right? What is it? Depends how many zeros are after the number they're willing to pay you, whether you that, do it or not, right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. It's possibility. It's possible. <laughs> Do you think all the people, the rest, uh, some of the fans that go like, oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling's that, they're just, I don't want to say uneducated or ignorant, but they just watch it on TV. Because I know <laughs> that if you watch it on TV, it's totally different than you go to an event and you mm -hmm. want to watch everything. It's just, you're not just ignorant about what it's about, not trying to be mean or anything. They just don't. It could be that, uh, yeah. That's why I give them some grace, because they could just not know but yeah and you know when you go to a show you know that they're going to be selling the move so I think it is also could be that they think the wrestlers are just selling and it really doesn't hurt but a lot of the times the sell is not all that much of a work because <laughs> like, it really does hurt <laughs> if you've ever felt a kendo stick to the back Ooh, I promise you there is that no is, that's not required. there's no selling I <laughs> I've taken one to yeah, the back so and it does really hurt really bad. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those kino sticks aren't like rubber really. Oh no. They, no. Rubber. they hurt really badly. Yes. But do I still want to do a match with a kendo stick. I really do. Same. Because my boyfriend doesn't think I can do it. So she's got to prove him wrong. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you think professional wrestling is more mental than physical like mental, mental. and it yeah our trainer uh rocky rage has told us so because like when we try new things a lot of the times we'll like be in our heads and he tells us all the time you know wrestling is i think he says 80 percent mental 20 percent physical because you're in your head because there is so much that you have to try to remember and keep straight during just the simplest match until it becomes kind of muscle memory. Like in order to take a bump, there are several steps that you have to do in order to take a back bump. Um, so it's just, you're constantly, and when you're new at wrestling, I know this is one of my biggest things is that you're constantly thinking about what's next in the match. And you really have to work on trying to get out of that and living in the moment 
of the match. So you're not going a thousand miles an hour um, because then you tend to go faster in the match and you don't really want to do that because then you know, fans can't see you selling um, and moves kind of get lost because it's so quick. And then there's just no, there's nothing behind that match either because if it's going like a million miles per hour, yeah. like the fans can't stop and process what is going on with the person in the ring because if you're going like this, they can't again see anything. So yeah, she's she's right on that for sure. Do you have any issues uh, during events with fans after you know if someone watched news and whatever and see how much hate there is in the world? Do you have any issues with fans? With fans like being rude, Are fans being rude or being like uncomfortable. Like... No, no, I don't. I don't. I think no. it's just part of the whole thing. Like you just gotta kind of suck it up and move on. Mm-hmm. So now no, are... yeah, no, I don't think anyone's ever been rude or hate. Well, we did <laughs> when we had a match in um in Beckley. We did get water thrown on us, but we were the bad guys. Yeah. So I actually told her as we were going through the current, I was like, we made it. We, we made it. We made it. So we were happy about it. We, we got didn't care. We got the heat we wanted, I guess was the point. <laughs> so but yeah, but heels or faces? Heel. Heels. 100%. Why is that? Being a face is really hard for me. Um, uh, and I, I hate like, I don't because you have to be. I don't want to say super corny or cheesy as a as a face, um, but that's kind of the way I interpret it. Um, and it's and I guess I'll tell this story um, and be super open about it. But um, I'm excited. I I actually see a therapist, and my therapist talks to me a lot about my wrestling because he's super into it. Um, like he used to wrestle um, in like high school. So he talks to me a lot about wrestling and we were talking about me being a heel versus me being a face. And I told him, I was like, I think I finally figured it out why I like being a heel so much as opposed to a face, because as a face, that's already how I am as a person, but turned up to 11. And I don't like being that much of myself and that vulnerable in front of fans. Um, Because when I'm a heel, I'm totally acting. I'm, I'm, I'm hidden behind a character. So I don't have to be myself in front of all of these people. I can still be somebody not. So I think that's why I'm much more comfortable, much more confident as a heel because it's not me, if that makes sense. Do you think your therapy helped with your career? Because it was, I, I, I admit, I go see, talk to a therapist and mm-hmm. my life's been a lot better since I have someone to talk to. I, mean, I don't necessarily have to talk to someone right now, but I always do because it always helps. Mm-hmm. But do you think yours helped your career? I'm actually pretty new into therapy. It's something that I just recently started a few months ago, but it has helped. I mean, it helps me realize why I prefer to be a heel um, as opposed to a face, which I thought was pretty huge. And just kind of having someone who doesn't know me personally and have a personal attachment to me. Um, it's been really neat to have that person to talk to about issues, um, my insecurity, you know, to be really vulnerable to somebody, which 
on the flip side, I have um, a lot of experience with that professionally because that's kind of what I do um, in my own career. Um, I have a degree in psychology and I've worked in mental health or with the IDD population pretty much since 2007. Um, so it's, it's interesting to me to now be on the other side of that. Um, and I thought it was going to be really difficult to open up and to talk to somebody about things that I have going on because I'm a pretty private person. Um, and it takes me a lot, takes a lot of trust for me to open up about that kind of stuff to people. Um, but I was like, if I don't do this, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen if I don't seek this therapy out and make it for myself. Like I said, I, I love my dude. I've like guys know me enough though. He can be like, say a couple of swear words or whatever. And I won't take it personally. It's like, he acts like he's my buddy. Yeah. But I think after eight years seeing the same guy, we kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that relationship. Yeah. So what uh, other promotions do you watch in your off time? Um, like watch like YouTube kind of watch or like go to physically. I mean, anything. It's like it's your day off. You go watch some wrestling. What promotions do you like to watch? Um, I love to go to ASW. Um. That one's kind of like home to me. Um, BGW, um, ACW, HCW, PWL, P- PWL. So many. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous how many. But like, yeah, all those places are, you know, very entertaining to watch. A mm-hmm. um, lot of new people to meet every single time you go. Um, it's just a great experience overall. And then on television, I do, we do WWE, AEW, AEW Impact, uh, New Japan. I'm going to have a coughing fit. <coughs> oh my goodness. So Ring sorry. of Honor. <sighs> but yeah. What's your opinion on Ring of Honor? You know, it's shutting down and saying to go reopen. I'm big sad. <laughs> I'm real big sad about it. To, to me, it's like, if you watch the NXT switch over from their brand to 2.0 NXT, it was just such, it seemed like they tried to rebrand while not missing a show, and it just seems so bad, really thrown together and sloppy. Mm. This Ring of Honor opens back up, you know, in March, April, and it's going to be brand new, crisp, and it's going to just totally kick ass. I'm excited for her. Yeah, so, so if AEW or WWE I gave you a call and said, we want you on the show, the numbers and the contracts the same, the length of time's the same, you just have to pick one or the other. Which one would you pick? AEW. AEW? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I'd be. Why is that? From everything that, you know, you, that you read and people you see in interviews, they just have so much creative freedom. It really does seem like an environment where you're working with your friends, um, which is kind of what indie wrestling is. Oh, yeah. Um, you just show up to work and all your friends are there and it's awesome. And you have a great time and you go home. Um, so that's kind of the, the narrative that they have created with AEW. Plus, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers is Cody. Um 
so I will follow him wherever he goes. So if I got to actually work at AEW with Cody and for Cody, that would be fantastic. I think that AEW has the best wrestling right now. Um, like hands down storyline, the best storylines right now in pro wrestling, like by far. And I enjoy watching it. I can sit there, I can watch it and not want to turn it off versus other companies. Um, you know, when I'm watching them on YouTube or whatever, I'll, I'll just like, I'll watch it for a few minutes and then I'll end up looking at my phone. Um, but AEW is just so open with their stuff and allows a whole lot of stuff to go on there. And, and it's just, I, I feel like a kid watching it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love it. So which AEW superstar would you like to wrestle against? And I say yeah. superstar because I know, because I know it's like a term like woman versus woman, guy versus guy. It's so like 1980. It's 2021. Intergender matches do happen. So anyone goes, who would you face? Cody. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Um, CM Punk. Yeah. Brian Danielson. Um, goodness me. So many. Uh, I'd honestly like to work Chris Statlander, Kenny Omega. I mean, Adam Cole. I mean, you. Uh, the list is pretty endless at, at AEW, who I'd like to work. Everybody. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt. Bring bring a whole Jurassic Express. I'll work them all. Would you face them? But Tony Khan says you must job to them. Would you still do it? Fine. Uh, absolutely. It would be my honor. I would jog to Cody any day of the week, twice on Sundays. Yes. <laughs> if they do make him a heel, will he break your heart? No, I love Cody as a heel. He's so fantastic as either one. I honestly prefer him as a heel, um, if I'm being completely honest with you. So I'm lost. I wouldn't be sad about that at all. I'd be super happy. Yeah, I think it's time for him to pull the trigger and make him a heel. People are fooling him as is. I hate yeah, that so the much. vibes out there just turn them come on i hate it i hate when people boo cody i mean i guess i don't know i'm super biased so <laughs> hey it doesn't mean you have to boo him huh i mean you have to boo him i don't boo him well i boo him when he's a heel because that's what i'm supposed to do um but yeah i don't boo him as a face definitely not well, if, you, if you boo him as a, like mjf i mean no one likes ag mjf but if you're a real wrestling fan you're like He's a great heel. He's good. He's very, very he good. good heel. I actually made a post a few years ago, like when he turned on Cody, I made a post <laughs> right after that, that I was going to become a professional wrestler just so I could have a match with MJF. <laughs> so oh here I am working on it. I need to keep working toward that match with him. <laughs> Share, it's cave that, say that post, keep on sharing and say like, I'm coming for you, MJF. Yeah, for there you go. Slow burn. <laughs> So what advice would you give yourself, the, the younger versions of you, when you're about to start professional wrestling that you know today, but you didn't know back then? Gosh, just do it. Believe in your, like, that was my issue was that I didn't have enough belief or confidence in myself. I didn't have the right people in my life kind of pushing me to just do it. Like, what do you have to lose? The worst that's going to happen is that, it doesn't work out for you. But like in that conversation I had before, there's so many other things in the business that you could do just because you can't wrestle doesn't mean you can't be a part of the business. So 
I kind of thought it was all or nothing back then. And like I said, I didn't really have the support, but if I could talk to my younger self, because I wanted to do this so many years ago, um, but I never did. And I would just say, just, just stop being afraid. Stop living your life in fear, because if you continue to do that, you're just going to have all of this regret um, at the end of your life. And I, I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't want that anymore. I don't want to live in regret with what if. Yeah, I want to kind of ask myself, what's next. So exactly. that's when I finally just and you know meeting Cody had a huge part to play in that. And um, my boyfriend, who was my best friend at the time, he was like, just do it. Like you totally do this. So I signed up for training, and the rest is kind of history at this point. I'll probably tell myself, be patient, um, and make it work because. I can do it. And back then I didn't think I could. I was very skeptical on it. My boyfriend tried to get me to train for two years. And every single time I was like, no, it's not for me. I, I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't be good at it. Um, and I'm really glad that I decided to end up doing it. Um, me too. <laughs> oh, me too. I love her. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Where do you see your ladies see yourselves in five years hopefully still wrestling <laughs> but like the, the higher bigger stage or, so, or i'm gonna work my ass off to get there <laughs> if it's gonna be in five years it'll be in five years if it's gonna be in 10 it'll be in 10 yeah. but until then um i i hope to be better than what i am today mm-hmm. that's exactly my goal and to and when I know this is, I'm like, I hate being super corny. Like, I feel like I am super corny baby face, but like, um, I have in our, in our training school, the house of rage, I'm kind of taken on. Cause I'm a whole lot older than most of the trainees. Um, I've kind of taken on the role as mom and my ultimate goal is to just build these beautiful humans that I get to interact with all the time, just build them up to the point where they finally can maybe see themselves the way I see them and help build their confidence and their self-esteem um, to just, that's kind of what I want to give back um, to the business. So in five years, if I'm still working the Indies, I'm kind of okay with that. I would love to pursue something higher. Um, it is in the back of my mind, a goal, um, but, and I am going to push myself for that, obviously, to have like the best matches and to, to learn and to progress um, the best I can. But I think my ultimate goal is to be ultimate wrestling mom. I don't know. <laughs> should, be your, <laughs> should be a mom gimmick. Yes. <laughs> like, you're doing great. <laughs> the ultimate wrestling mom by still pushing the match for you and MJF. Yes. <laughs> So what are some of the upcoming events you ladies have coming up? Oh gosh. Okay. So December, we kind of have December 4th. Yeah. There's a show in North Carolina. Yeah. We're, we're probably going to go to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few other places too. I have a, I have about three shows. I don't have the dates yet. Um, three shows all together in North Carolina um, in 2022. And I have one show in Texas in 2022. 
and I don't know the date for that one either but that that's just me personally I've told her about it like hey you know you want to come with me let's uh let's take a carload of people let's see if we can you know work with each other or against each other just to you know kind of get a feel for the company um but yeah that that's the most that we have coming up I don't think I have a booking for the rest of this year unless I you know someone talks to me and um you're booking in December oh yeah 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 um uh pwl um i'll be uh managing her oh on the 12th yeah oh hey oh you didn't know about no, that no ma'am i did not yay um, well and you know what's funny about that i just today found out that that match that i'm going to be in on the 12th is actually the main event of the show and because it's for the pwl women's title i know my very I'm first so proud of it. i've never so made a minute listen um, I was almost in tears when I messaged the promoter because I 100% do not think I've, I deserve any of that kind of stuff. But like, um, it's the main event of the show for the PWL women's title and it's an I quit match. Um, so I am so excited. It's going to be my first stipulation match and I'm like pumped beyond um, belief for this. I'm excited to manage her because Yay. I get to be up close and personal to just see the match and I'm super pumped about it. So I'm super proud of, well, both girls who are in main, the main event. So her and the other opponent, yeah. I'm super pumped. So where can my audience find you on the vast world known as social media? We'll have to look. While you're looking, I'll go ahead. This is what we you had go, to do the last you time. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I don't have my stuff memorized. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, okay, I have two Instagrams. Um, one's my personal page, and then the other one is for wrestling, but you can follow me on either or. Um, my first Instagram is Angela Dawn97. Um, and then my second one is nullheart underscore zero and it's the same thing on twitter um nullheart underscore zero um facebook i did have a page but i just recently updated my personal page to my wrestling page so you can find me on there as um nullheart and then my last name is tb which stands for team bay which is uh, hey team bay team bay baby <laughs> Okay, and mine, you can find me on Twitter, um, Talise Starseeker, and Talise is spelled T-E-L-I-S-E. I was doing another podcast, and I was like, you know what, I didn't spell my name, so I feel really bad about that. Um, my at is at myluna42, and then Instagram, I feel like it's just Talise Starseeker, but underscore, yeah. Talise underscore Starseeker. Talise underscore Starseeker. And then on Facebook, it's just Talise Starseeker. Um, I just recently changed all of that over to just make, wrestling. It, make it all wrestling. Heck yeah. It's easier to find me that way, I think. Well, Narhard, Talise, I hope I got the names now right. Yes. yes. I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. <laughs> Yeah. At least yeah. I at least I didn't give you the wrong names. That's how it happened before. <laughs> I say, well, we here with Cody and MJF. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I get to be Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with MJF. That's fine. Er. I'll, be, I'll be watching for that MJ, MJF. I'll be watching. <laughs> Please do. I'm yes. just going to start cutting random promos and tagging him on Twitter. It's going to happen. I'm coming for you, MJF. 
Like, like, no small promotions in the New England area where like guys like Eddie Kingston and MJF do wrestle at. So maybe, you know, go to one of those smaller ones and you get your match at North Northeast Wrestling. Yeah, well, listen, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and plug it. Should I plug it? What just happened to Casey? Oh, listen, listen to this. <laughs> okay. okay. So I'm super ecstatic. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and blurt it out. So my boyfriend. Um, wait, 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 before you do it. Yeah. Is it like a set date? Is no, it no, okay no. Like to go ahead and speak it publicly? Publicly? I mean, it's all over Facebook and Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we just wanted to, I just want to make the sure. announcement in person. I got um, you. So uh, my, there, the promotion that we, uh, that is through our training school um, is called BGW Battleground Wrestling. And my boyfriend who wrestles under the name Huff Manley, um, just had a match and took part in a seminar, um, with QT Marshall. Um, and after the match, QT is cutting a promo on my boyfriend and he actually invites him to come to dark. Um, so he is actually going to be wrestling on AEW dark sometime in the near future. Um, and I'm really sorry to my boyfriend if he is upset with me for sharing that news, but it has been all over Facebook. So it's all excited. over Twitter. Um, so I feel like it's okay to tell the podcast universe, um, because I'm so happy for him. I'm so proud of him. He just actually celebrated his four year wrestling anniversary, um, like two days before he had this match. And he has worked so hard the last four years, five years, especially the last two. I mean, he's worked his butt off for this opportunity. He's earned every bit of it. Absolutely. And that's what I was actually kind of talking about earlier. When people succeed, they represent all of us. So he is going to be going to AEW, um, wrestling on dark, representing all of us. And I could not be happier. Oh, I'm Um, so excited for him. I'm so proud of him. Yay. <laughs> Go follow him on all his social media. Huff yep. Manly, you'll find him. Yeah, trust me, you will. <laughs> hey, once you get dates about when he what dates he's gonna be wrestling AEW, just let me know and I'll Absolutely. share that. I'll post, I'll put it out. I will yeah, be oh, I'm excited. Out. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I don't know if how much you know you guys listen to this show or not, but once you're on this show, I school girl. If you come on, if you do AEW or WWE, I will be like, that's right. Here we go. <laughs> Even if you're like, oh, and sex. It's like, here yeah. we go. Here we go. The first match right here. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you very much for coming on. We'll keep in touch, definitely. Happy Thanks Thanksgiving. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And your wonderful family and your baby. And thank you very much. Good luck to your careers. Both thank of you. you. Take care of yourselves. You You too. too. Bye.